The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach, getting you on the right track and making sure you don't get sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Today's programming is Structuring Your Business for ROI. Michael Rose will share his secrets on how you can boost high employee engagement and effective communication in a company, professional firm, or even a startup. Michael's insights will help you energize your business because you'll have the right people sitting in the right seats, thinking and communicating the right way. A little background on Michael. Michael is a scientist by training, a teacher by nature, and an entrepreneur by spirit and drive. Michael Rose brings both clients and audiences his unique perspective on business organizations and communication. Michael is the founder of Return on Energy, Inc., author of the book ROE Powered ROI, and CEO of both Mojo Media Labs, a digital marketing agency, and Marketing Candy, a promotional agency. I must say, Michael, you're a very multi-talented person. Welcome, Michael. It's a delight to have you program. Thank so you, Martha. It's fantastic to be on with you. Well, I think we're going to have a great show. So let's get started. Um have this book, The ROE Powers ROI, and I've read the book, and there's some very interesting things. So why did you write this book? You know, sometimes I'm still asking myself the same question, <laughs> but when I started the ROE journey back in 2007, uh, my intentions were to anything but write a book. Um, in 2007, it, w- it marked my first uh, I guess, 10 years in business, and if everyone remembers what 2007, 2008, the economy looked like and felt like, um, I was searching for something to kind of pull myself out of, I guess, a layer of complacency, uh, losing mm-hmm. a little bit of passion as an entrepreneur for my business is never mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, times were tough, and they were tough then, and you know, some would argue that they're still tough today. 
Uh, but that's not news. You know, neither is the fact that uh, the economy is precarious, sales are declining, profits are stunted. People are just frustrated. And, mm-hmm. but, and it's just, uh, for the most part, a big mess out there. And as a business owner uh, then and now, um, I've had the advantage uh, in the marketing space to see both businesses that succeeded and businesses, quite frankly, that has had failed. And, mm-hmm. you know, what I learned was uh, that I noticed, I guess this is putting on the, the biochemistry hat, but I noticed uh, a predictable pattern um, based on people's experiences. And with that, uh, we, we, be, we always kind of focused on the position and not the person. And once we started focusing on the person and not their position, uh, this predictable pattern of started to emerge that we tested uh, hundreds of times over the next several years, and it soon became law within our business. And um, what was that pattern that you seem to have uh, come up upon? Sure. Um, the pattern that we initially saw wasn't something that we really knew what what we were seeing per se, but over time, we, we end up giving it its own, its own terminology, its own label. And mm-hmm. all, the, all the terms that I use within Return on Energy or in the book ROE, Powers ROI, um, are not new to people. Um, the only term, I guess, that would be new is, is a term that we've coined called way. And a way, a W-A-Y, is not a noun. It's not a permanent state. But a way is, is a way to think and communicate. So uh, what we've realized is that People walk around with the wrong titles all the time, and titles aren't necessarily aligned to somebody's experience or uh, their level of of how they think and communicate. So we came up with a way one, uh, which is the chief vision officer of, of an organization. It, it's a role that we sometimes wear as, as a small business or, a, or even an enterprise. And a way one is the company's idea architect. They, they're focused mm-hmm. on the bigger picture and they provide the vision and set the business objectives of the organization. Uh, way twos, uh, way twos then take that rough sketch of the way one's idea um, mm-hmm. and develop a strategic plan that aligns the vision to the business objectives. And this is, an, this is the person or the way of thought to bridge that idea to action because ideas are easy. It's, it's the implementation that will keep people up at night. And then lastly mm-hmm. is the way three, what we call mm-hmm. the vision coordinators. Um, integral to any company are the way threes, the action officers, the people who perform the tasks um, that are, you could say, that accomplish the steps that make up the strategy and bring everything to fruition. Well, you know, um, a couple quick thoughts I had as you were, as you were talking about this. Um, the idea that you match the person uh, in the past, we've always, you know, there is a position and they try to find the person to fit it. And now I think you're saying, look at the person and then try to fit that person to the position. Is that what you're talking about uh, to some extent? Precisely. And, you know, it's very difficult to align a, a, a conversation with somebody based on their title. Um, and, and, and I'll use an example of, of the entrepreneur or the small business. Um, in a small business, a uh, starting entrepreneur will wear many different hats and sit in mm-hmm. many different mm-hmm. seats. Uh, we hear that termin- terminology all the time. I'm just wearing too many hats. Well, the good news is there's only three hats. There's one, way <laughs> one, way two, and way three. So right. we can eliminate how many we think are out there, but 
In my experience, there's only three. But as a CEO, sometimes I might be wearing a way three hat. As a CEO, I might feel more comfortable in the tactics, in the weeds, in the trenches of my business. And in many cases, in a startup, that's where I have to spend the majority of my time. However, when I'm wearing my way three hat sitting in my way one seat, um, the seats don't move, but the hats do. So if I'm thinking like a way three sitting in a way one seat, if I'm in a CEO role thinking very, very tactically, then I know how to communicate to that person. But if I see the CEO and I communicate to the CEO in ways that define a way one, business objectives, vision, passion, a lot of ideas, a lot of outside-the-box thinking, a lot of energy, but maybe that's not what hat that particular person's wearing at one time. So as one's growing their business, what I've been able to do and the reason why I'm able to manage three businesses is I start out sitting in the one, two, and the three seats, but then I eventually hire people to sit in the way three seats as then I eventually find people to fill the way two role to where then I can more permanently sit in the way one seat and, lo- and wear the way one hat longer. So... So you are when you because you are an entrepreneur and so you do hire and manage people you are really looking at what per this person where will that person fit is a, is this a way one a way three person can that person really uh fit into the way three or should that person be in way two is that is I think that's my understanding of what you're saying we use this all the time and not just profiling uh potential employees, but we also use the ROE methodology in sales and how to communicate and connect with our clients because you might be in a way three role, and a way three role is somebody who's the subject matter expert with the tools mm-hmm. or the forms or the Excel spreadsheet or the, the, the particular drill that they're using on a daily basis. They have to be what we call SMEs with those tools, but if that way three is out in idea land all the time, really thinking about new and creative and great ideas on what to do in the business, then perhaps they're more suited for a, a way one type thinker. So if we, it's very expensive to, for an outside resource, if you're not getting paid for it, to train someone to be a way three. That's where the way two comes into play. Their manager, the management of the way three role is to mentor and manage them. And it's that mentorship is what has changed our business, not just internally, but we take a mentorship-type role with all of our clients, too. Once we've identified their comfortable state, a one, two, or a three, then we just adapt ourselves to that particular state and then provide a lot of education, uh, information, hence mentoring that sometimes their manager doesn't have time to do. You know, uh, Michael, we have a caller on the line. It's Catherine. Uh, Catherine, are you are you on? Marsha and Mike. And uh, Catherine, what's your question to Mike? Well, um, hearing about these ways of thinking, I'm wondering how do the ways communicate, and more importantly, you know, if I'm in a way three role, which, which what I'm understanding is a way three role. How do I, I train myself to start thinking as a way two um, or, or possibly one day a way one if I, because it sounds like I need to sh- kind of alter my way of thinking if I want to m- 
move up the, the corporate ladder or any kind of ladder, do you have any suggestions on how to communicate? One, communicate with, with different ways if, if I'm a way three or, um, or how to ex- just change my way of thinking to if I want to one day be a way two or, or way one. Uh, uh, Michael, that's, it's a really great question, Catherine. And I think the, the, uh, the, the question is, um, how do I prepare myself to move up in a, in, if I want to, if I'm a, in a way three role and I want to move into a way two role, what are the things that I need to do to, to, to prepare myself for that? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great question. And uh, I, I think about a, a case study in the book actually where I was speaking to a, a graduating class, an undergraduate class in the marketing field. And one of the students came up to me after my talk and said, I'd like to run an idea by you, um, one of the challenges that I'm working on right now, and uh, I'd like to maybe talk about ROE and how to decipher, decode this, this challenge. And her challenge was she had a job offer, and uh, she was being interviewed by the CEO, a very passionate person, for a strategic role, a vice uh, a director, excuse me, a director role within the company in the marketing department. And she said, however, the, the roles and responsibilities seem to be very, very tactical, not necessarily strategic. So my question to her was, how much experience do you have in managing strategy? And her response was, well, I don't. I'm just graduating. I, I want to really learn the role first. I said, well, hopefully you'll be getting two paychecks because you're going to be sitting in a way three seat doing way three functions, but you're hired for a way two position. Now, people do that all the time. If that are the expectations, that's one thing. But the CEO's interpretation is that she would be doing all of this stuff um, with no clear delineation between the two thought processes. Well, she called me back a couple weeks later, and she said, Mike, I turned the job down because I really felt like I was being set up for failure. And, And before I could even say anything, She responded saying, yes, I took a role as a qualified way three, and I'm going to be managed by a qualified way two thinker. They're going to mentor me. So she actually interviewed the interviewer in this particular case to make sure that she was going to sit in that way three seat for a long period of time, learn the skills that she needed, being managed by a qualified manager, so when she got to the way two role one day, she's going to be much, much more prepared. You know, you're also really talking about not just leadership development here, but career development for, for individuals. Does your book um, uh, delve into, little, uh, into career development for, uh, for folks? It sure does. As a matter of fact, there's a chapter dedicated to organizational development or the whole HR process. And, you know, I, I didn't have, I don't know what my expectations were for the book uh, in the area of business per se, but what I did not expect was that it was going to have such a, a personal impact on me. Uh, an example on that is my 11-year-old daughter at the time came home from school and said, the teacher didn't have a very good strategy today. And I said, Sydney, 11 years old, um, what do you know about strategy? She said, well, I've been reading your book, and I understand the difference between strategy and tactics, and the teacher was very tactical today. So just the fact that 11-year-old now can align the difference between vision, strategy, and tactics and how to actually create a plan aligned to a, the bigger picture and, the, and how to properly prepare just really kind of blew me away. So it definitely has applications in career development. Well, you know, we're coming up to a break. 
Uh, and um, I would like to um, uh, present a quote from your book because we're talking about communication, and it is um, from Anthony Roberts. And um, the quote is, to effectively communicate, we must realize that we are all different in the way we perceive the world and use this understanding as a guide to our communication with others. I think that's the essence of what you're talking about is the different ways are, require different communication. And for a way three to communicate to way two or a way two to communicate to way one or vice versa. Um, do you agree with that? Absolutely. And, and I joke sometimes and say a way one cannot, a way one mindset cannot communicate with a way three. Um, and I joke it, but I also say that in that, for that to happen, two things have to happen. Either that way one has to revert to way two thinking, um, or they should communicate through a way two. Because way ones generally enter, the way one thought process enters the room with a lot of energy, a lot of passion, a lot of excitement. They never say, can you see the big picture? Way ones talk about the bigger picture because of all the excitement they have about their business. And sometimes that's overwhelming to a way three. They don't want to know why. They want to know how. And a how is a way two objective, whereas a, a, a why is a way one objective and a how is a way two objective. But sometimes the way three thought process just wants to know, just show me how to do it. And way ones don't communicate that well about the how. I totally agree with you. Um, if you can hold that thought, and we will move on after the break. Um, this is Marsha's Idol, Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America's Business Channel. We'll return with uh, Michael as he goes further into the ROE powers ROI. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to marsha at smartmovescoach.com. 
Now, back to The Business Edge. Well, we're back with Michael Rose, and he has his new book, The ROE Powers ROI, and he was talking about way one and way two and way three, and he will get deeper into that. But first, let me ask you, uh, Michael, how much do you see personal development playing a role within an organization or any business? Oh, that's my probably favorite topic, personal development. If, if there's a common denominator in each one of the ways to think, again, ways being one, two, and three, if there's a common denominator in all of those, it's personal development. Um, and it just takes different forms uh, as you advance your career or advance your, your thought process from thinking like a three or thinking like a way two or a way one. But uh, personal development, I believe, comes kind of in two flavors. Uh, you can be mentored to personally develop yourself, and hopefully by a qualified mentor who has generated the experience in the particular area that you want to be mentored on. Um, and then secondly, uh, personal development comes from just this personal desire to improve yourself. And sometimes those don't work in harmony. Sometimes they do. Um, in my first and I guess only job uh, out of college, I uh, before starting my business many years ago, um, I wasn't mentored by somebody. I had to take it upon myself to spend many hours in the research library to personally develop the skill set that I felt like I needed to be successful in that position. Um, but as we continue to personally develop ourselves, we gain experience, and that's the beauty behind it. And with experience just comes additional responsibility and sometimes management roles. And I believe that if somebody values personal development, they're going to be they're going to value mentoring other people, and it's just a fantastic way to 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 pay it forward. And ROE is a great gift to give to somebody. And um, as you continue to personally develop your skill sets, then you can give back even more. So I think the way one thought process, the way one visionary, the the chief vision officer, generally defined as the CEO or president of an organization, um, it really mentors themselves, and, and hopefully they do to become a great leader. And, and that hopefully is something that will take effect throughout the organization through more mentorship, not necessarily management. You know, some of the uh, best leaders that I have worked with, worked under, coached, they have this one thing in common, and that is they – they they see their role as exactly what you're you're talking about mentoring others bringing the young emerging leaders up up uh, to, uh giving them uh the opportunity to grow and I would hope more companies would do this and I got from what you said your first job didn't uh didn't provide that for you but you did something that I think is really important which is you took it upon yourself that to learn and um, is there any more you'd like to say about that before we move on uh, was that a good experience for you as you were um, you know developing yourself it was a terrible experience and <laughs> it's, it's an experience that I still reflect on today I, I think about it every single time we hire a new person and um, from the, from that experience I learned you know sitting in a way three seat you know being a tactical 
you know, in, in a biochemistry lab as a scientist, you know, tactically executing the finest details of an experiment, what I found was when I resigned from my position in February of 2008, um, I find myself sitting in a way one role. I mean, I accelerated from a way three thought process to now a visionary for a new company um, that I had to lead. And, and that was a very difficult transition for me, but um, having never gone through that mentoring. But the, the three key words that ring out, which you just mentioned, are leading, managing, and mentoring. One of my recent blogs was, you know, we all familiar with the term micromanagement. Um, and But my question in the blog to people is, why don't we hear about micro-mentorship? Why are we not micro-mentoring people? And my theory of that is, if you don't value personal development, you're just not going to value mentoring other people. But if you just stick around long enough, people seem to get the position of mentor or management or leadership. And I really feel like uh, mentorship is underserved. If we can take a micro-mentor position with, with our people, um, things change. Uh, but I believe that one of the reasons why beyond personal development that may not happen is time. Time's being constricted so much every single day. And in my interpretation through ROE, management is one to many and mentorship is one to one. So because my time's being constricted, it's much easier for me to manage a team of people than it is mm-hmm. to individually mentor people on a one to one basis, even though mentoring will get me my results faster. Um, why, you know, why do you think that even, I love the term micro-mentoring. Um, are you going to be writing more about that? Because uh, I've never heard that term before. Yeah, um, you know, m- maybe I should. We adopt this within our own company. Um, I, I haven't developed ROE uh, in a classroom or, you know, pouring over research material. It, it's, it was developed in the real world, running real businesses, and dealing with real pain, dealing with real payroll issues, client issues, employee issues. And though ROE is very, very simple, it's not easy. And just like business, business is very simple, um, but it's just not easy. Dieting is very simple. You eat less calories than you consume, you're going to lose weight. That's simple. It's just not easy. So what we developed was the Return on Energy infographic, which you can find on my website at returnonenergy.com, and you mm-hmm. click Return on Energy. There's a, there's, a, there's a very simple infographic there that I sometimes take for granted because it is simple, but there's, there's you know, almost five years of a lot of work that went into that that we have been able to um, help us run our business, manage our people, manage our clients on a daily basis. Well, um, you know, you've talked about the way one, way two, way three, and you've given us sort of a little synopsis. I wondered if you can talk a little more about it and explain how they are aligned for maximum benefit. Sure. Um, One of my favorite analogies is, is the bricklayer. You know, they're building the cathedral in Milan, and they ask the bricklayer, what are you doing? And the bricklayer responds, I'm laying brick. Well, they ask the next bricklayer, what are you doing? And his response is, I'm building a cathedral. Bricklayers lay brick. It's a tactical activity on a daily basis. When you're in the weeds, when you're performing the tactics, when you have your head buried down doing the work as a subject matter expert, it's difficult sometimes to see the bigger picture or the why or the cathedral. 
you might be able to see the brick wall. I mean, that would be a, a way to thought process to see the strategy or the how of what the bricks are building. But to, to see something that doesn't exist, that, that's a special communication chain that needs to happen within the organization. When the way one can get the way two thought process to that person to see the cathedral and to be able to communicate to the bricklayers, can you see the cathedral even though it's invisible? I say a lot that vision is like sound. Sound is indescribable. If you play a musical instrument, let's say you play the guitar, I would challenge you to describe to me what the guitar sounds like. Sound is indescribable. Vision for an organization, in my opinion, is indescribable. The way you play business, the way you play the guitar, are through, are through the communication channels that must occur through the organization. The why, the how, the what, the ideas, the plans, the actions, the business objectives, the strategic plans, the tactical implementations. And if you, if you, if you adhere to that order, to that simple process, hopefully all the bricklayers can see the cathedral. So communication is an extremely important aspect of this. Um, you you talked about it during our first segment. Um, can you tell me a little more about uh, how the, how do you communicate from way one to way two to way three? Well, it's funny when you ask me how, I'll just use that as an example. When you ask me how, you're asking me, what is my plan? What's my strategy? Yes. What's my yes. strategy for using uh, return on energy? And what I find is that People walk around using the wrong words all the time. For example, I had somebody come into my office, a client recently, and they said, hey, Mike, can I bounce an idea off of you? Well, our normal response to that is, sure, you can bounce an idea off of me. But what was he really saying when he said that? What he was saying is, I have this idea. I've probably already gone through the brainstorming session. Brainstorming is when you come to the table with one idea and leave with, a hundred ideas with no plan, whereas bouncing an idea off of is taking one idea, and he was asking me if I could create a plan, a strategy, with a team of people to execute that plan that's aligned to his his objective, meaning, yes, you can bounce an idea off of you. As soon as he asked me that, I went into way too mode in order to develop that plan. But if he were to come in and say, hey, Mike, can I brainstorm with you, I wouldn't have gone into way too mode or to strategize. I would have bounced ideas off of him. So when a manager walks into the office and says, this is how we're going to do this, um, then if you spin off into idea world or start talking about bigger pictures, then you just have this crossed lines or these broken lines of communication. In ROE, we call them arrows to make sure that the arrows between the one, the two, the three, and back up the three, the two, the one, are very solid and very, very well communicated. So it's really important that a way one knows how to communicate down the line to way two, way three, and vice versa, because we all we tend to put the emphasis on the CEO. Oh, the CEO needs to change or adapt. But when you have a way three person um, in a way three role, um, how does that way three person learn to communicate with way two or way one? Great question. And I, I fortunately or unfortunately learned this the hard way. The day the arrows came to life was the day 
that we want a really big account. Um, I came into the office and uh, got everyone together in the conference room, and I, I said, you know, it's, it's August, and we just hit our sales goal for the year. I was excited. I was passionate. As the way one thinker in the, in the organization, I had a lot of passion, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, and I left the meeting somewhat disgruntled because people weren't as excited and as passionate as I was. The response and, and the body language back was, how are we going to do this? I'm already very busy. I've got too many things on my plate. We're already staying late. How are we going to do this? And what I realized and when I started to listen about what people were saying, they were asking me how. I was coming at them with a high level of way one, and they were asking me, hey, we'll run through the wall for you. We will do anything for this company. The culture is super strong, but they just wanted to know the plan. I skipped the way two thought process. If I would have communicated to my managers or if I would have reverted to way two and started talking, this is how we're going to do this. We just set our sales goal for the year. It's mid-year or so, but don't worry. There's a plan. We're going to hire new people. We're going to in, bring on more training. We're going to upgrade our tools. That puts way three thinkers at ease because, honestly, I do believe that people drive to work every day wanting to do a good job. And more importantly, it's important for me that they leave knowing that they contribute to something larger than themselves. And it's leadership and management's responsibility to make sure that that happens. And if you, if you communicate in a way that is not just a high dose of passion every day or is just all about the action, then it has a tendency to start to right the ship in a very clear communication string. That is a wonderful story, and it's a personal story, and I bet you've learned a great deal from that. Well, it's uh, listeners, it's time for a break, a short break. This is Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America's Business Channel. When we return, Michael Woke will continue talking about ROE, power, Powers ROI. <music> Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Social media is growing at an astounding rate. In just virtually five short years, we have seen YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter take the world by storm. How do you effectively make social media work for you? Tune in to The Social Universe with host Kurt Wilhelm. We'll show you how to market your business or yourself 
to get ahead, especially in unstable economic times. We'll also discuss practices that you can apply to increase visibility and revenue as you unlock the mysteries of the social universe. The Social Universe is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Well, we're back with Michael Rose um, talking about his big book, ROE, Powers ROI. And I want to um, just have a uh, say a quote from the book because I love this. It's a quote from Will Rogers, and it says, Even if you're on the right track, you will get run over if you just sit there. Um, so let's move on to... Uh, the idea of what is needed to to get people moving, and can you elaborate more on the ROE gap? You bet. Um, you know, we actually I actually looked at that quote from Mill Rogers, and you know, uh, the second quote in the book is is pure ROE, and it says, even if you are on the right track, you will get left behind if you don't consistently improve your skills. And we can be on the right track. And if we're, we might even be going in the right direction, but we have to be going on the, tr- moving on the track as a personal and through personal development, moving at the same speed and hopefully faster than the rate at which the organization is growing. And the difference between where the organization is and where your skill set is within the organization, that negative gap is what we simply call the ROE gap. And I believe that in order to grow an organization at earlier stages, you have to grow internally before you can grow externally. And a lot of organizations, I think, focus 100% on growing externally, and they get a big growth curve out of the gate, but then they either plateau off or start to scale down. And if I'm focusing on internal growth at the same rate as I'm focusing on external growth, I think that's a more stable foundation from which to build and grow your business. So when we say that an organization needs to grow internally before they can grow externally, there's even something wrong with that statement in saying that the organization needs to grow. But if we take it a step further and say people have to grow, people internally through personal development, if they close this ROE gap, if their personal development catches up to the stage of the business development, I believe that the organization then grows to the next stage. And just like people have growing pains when they grow, we say that businesses have growing pains. Mm -hmm. And the growing pains, I believe, come from having a skill set that's not very well aligned to the skill set that you need, aligned to the rate at which the organization needs to grow. Because the skill set of a leader of a $1 million business, I think everybody would agree, is a different skill set than running a $50 million business. And if, if I'm consistently closing my leadership gap over years to get to that $50 million level, hopefully then 
I can be qualified to sit as a, as a leader in a leadership position within my company. You got to ask yourself the question why a lot of founding CEOs are not CEOs if the mm-hmm. company has the fortune to grow over time. Uh, yes, and I think you've seen it in your uh, consulting, and I've seen it in my coaching, where t- uh, two things. One is just what you talked about, is the founder um, um, got the business going, and now it has grown to a point where the skill sets and the perspective uh, needs to change to to grow that business even further. And then there's the other side of it, where the you have maybe the original employees. I have seen this where the original employees who are dedicated, who are loyal, who have moved and grown, you know, as the business has grown and the business has taken that next leap, that next level. And the dilemma is that these uh, loyal employees may not have the skill set to be as effective and productive in this next stage. Have you seen that as well and any suggestions on that? Absolutely. And again, as I, as I mentioned earlier, are we as simple? It's not easy, but it's simple. If I'm consistently applying a heavy dose of micro-mentoring within my organization, if there's a heavy focus within the core value set of my company for personal development, then and if I can get me, and that goes for myself, that goes for everyone within your organization, to consistently grow on a personal level, but at the same time doing what's best for the company um, and keeping an eye on that bigger picture, making sure that all the tasks are aligned to the strategies, ultimately aligned to, to the objectives of the organization, then those folks who have grown are going to help grow the organization. So, it's, it's people first. I understand in business there's the double bottom line, um, and some businesses don't focus on the double bottom line. We do. The bottom double bottom line is ROE over ROI, two lines. And if you focus on ROE, you'll power ROI. If we focus on the people first to include self-introspect, in, uh, we look at ourselves and grow ourselves too, um, then the organization's going to grow. And that's hopefully what everyone's... Uh, you know, coming to the game doing every day and wanting to really contribute to something larger than themselves. I totally agree, and I'm going to throw you a challenge here. Sure. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> as you know, in, in down, in the econo- uh, when the economy goes down, uh, what is the first thing that gets cut? In my business, it's the training department. You know, training, oh, we, uh, we stopped all training. We stopped all, um, people going to conferences. We no longer pay, pay for them to go to conferences or to workshops. What would you say to the VP of HR or the CEO of that company that they should continue with the professional and personal development of their employees? Well, you know, I'll take you, I'll take you back a couple centuries and, and why on the profit and loss statement of businesses is payroll and a liability, but yet our equipment is an expense. You know, why, why aren't people considered an asset, not a liability? So, you know, we, it, it's easy to cut payroll. It's easy to cut that liability in order to sustain the business growth. 
But I believe that if you focus on the people and you build that foundation, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in a more solid, more more uh, solid foundation, then you're ultimately going to be ahead of the curve. You're going to all your tasks are going to be aligned to your strategies, aligned to your business objectives, and you're going to hear the sound of the music. You're going to hear the sound of the guitar, not just walking around talking about the sound, talking about the vision every day, which is indescribable. So, you know, through that process of, of cutting cutting people, um, then, you know, it's, it's very difficult. Um, I would say that training and development is, is, what I can tell you is that training and development is a key initiative within our company. We, we're building a website dedicated just to internal, personal, and professional development. A lot of that training and development isn't necessarily tied to uh, certifications or anything, continuing education. It's simply tied to what we feel are the basics that somebody must have uh, in order to help the company grow uh, as a whole. Well, you know, um, is there anything additional you'd like to say about the ROE gap before we get to the important the takeaways that you will be giving the uh, the listeners? Anything additional you would like to add? Um, the other thing I would probably say is that, you know, as to your previous question of, you know, as as we're going into, you know, and hopefully coming out of precarious times and we're cutting people, um, I think what's going to happen as we're seeing unemployment rate dropping from double digits into the sevens, you know, to me, I just see a lot of people going back to work, but also hopefully a lot of people going back to work with a ton of ideas. I think there's going to be an idea surplus in the marketplace. And for the leaders and the managers who have stuck through this process over the last several years, I hope that they're preparing themselves to be ready for this onslaught of hopefully great ideas that's going to hit the marketplace. And it's turning those ideas into action with very, very smart strategy because, as I mentioned earlier, planning bridges ideas to action. So hopefully there's a high level, a high dose of strategy to meet that high level of ideas that's going to be entering the marketplace with this reduced unemployment to where then we can see a lot of innovation in our in our country, in our companies, and really getting back to the way um, a lot of us remember it used to be. Well, uh, we have about 30 seconds. Why don't you start with one takeaway that you would like pe- uh, listeners, and then we'll come back with your one or two others. So what's one thing you want them to remember before we take a break? Um, I would love for uh, everyone to visit returnonenergy.com. Uh, click the contact button. Contact me. Ask me questions. I, I love that. And, and check out our Facebook and Twitter page, and, and hopefully we can continue this conversation in the social sphere uh, in the future. Well, um, thank you, Michael. I know we'll be back after this break. Um, It's time for a short break, and this is Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge on Voice America Business Channel. We'll return with Michael with one or two more um, uh, takeaways, things that would be beneficial to the listeners, and then it'll be Marcia's Musings. Thank you. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, 
Where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. and Jenny Frumer airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Well, Michael... When we uh, left, you had given us one of the uh, takeaways. And so can you give us one or two other takeaways for listeners that that will help them uh, power themselves in self-development or business leaders learning about way one, way two, or way three? Sure. What I would say is ROI uh, is, is powered by uh, return on energy. And if we focus on ROE first, we will get that ROI. We are living proof of, of this methodology working. And when the seats are aligned to the hats, when you're a qualified way one thinker sitting in a qualified way one seat, when those hats and seats are aligned, your ROE is, is going to go through the roof. And the more people that get on that bus, as someone said, uh, in thinking and communicating the right way with this alignment, the more people that, that are aligned in their, their ways of thinking to their seat, it, it, it moves the company. And, and it's, such a, it's such an exciting process to be part of. You know, um, this is so important because what you're talking about is fit. And, and some of the problems when people say, I don't like my job or something else, it's because they're in the, uh, they're, they, they don't have the same fit. And, and also, I think what's so important, what you said, is that it, to get the right people on the bus communicating in the right way. If you do that, you will see your ROI go up. So, M- Michael, um, tell the listeners how they can get this book, because I, uh, I read it, and I want to tell listeners it is a wonderful book. It is not a tome. It's easy to read, and the thing I like most about it is that it had wonderful, colorful illustrations, and I'm a visual person, so I really got it, Michael. Go well, ahead. I, I joke and call it, it's a plain read. It's a P-L-A-I-N and P-L-A-N-E. You can read it on a plane, and it's a plain read. So it's, uh, it was designed small by choice so we can get the message across quickly and efficiently. But, again, thank you for your time. Uh, please visit returnonenergy.com, select book, 
and you'll see all the avenues from which you can purchase the book. It's on Amazon.com, 800-CEO-READ, Barnes & Noble, um, and love to, love to get people's feedback on the book. I'm available to speak to your organization about leadership or management or vision or strategy, and I'm just, it's, it's, my, it's my passion, and I love to share ROE with people. Well, thank you so much, Michael, for being my guest. And there's been so much interesting conversation we've had, and hopefully you can come back at another time. Well, um, listeners, it's time for Marsha's Musings with tips and trends and tirades uh, so for the coming week. This is something that I've added uh, so that you – something to think about. Um, recently, I attended a meeting, and a speaker said to the group of business leaders – are you ready for a quiz? Of course, they said. They were these high-power executives, and they were up to the challenge. So the speaker put out a one-gallon mason jar and carefully placed a dozen fist-sized rocks into the jar. He then asked, is this jar full? Everyone answered, yes. Really, he said. He pulled out a bucket of gravel, dumped it into the jar, and shook it so that the gravel would go into the spaces between the big rocks. He smiled and asked the group once more, is the jar full now? However, they were on to him. Probably not, they said. Good, he replied. Now he brought out a bucket of sand and dumped it into the jar, filling the spaces between the rocks and gravel. Then he grabbed a pitcher of water and filled the jar to the brim. Finally, he said, who can tell me the point of this exercise? Now, one eager beaver raised his hand and said, the point is that no matter how full your schedule is, if you try really hard, you can always fit more things into it. No, said the speaker. That's not the point. This exercise teaches this truth. And this is the truth about business and life. If you don't put the big, big rocks in first, you will never get them in. So a smart moves tip from your smart moves coach is it's often hard to focus on the big rocks, managing key priorities when your day is full of managing crises. Often, too much time and resources seem to be invested in the sand and gravel work of running a business. Don't get me wrong. The sand and gravel is important. However, is it contributing to the big rocks of your business? Business leaders, take time to think about what do you do every day? What are your big rocks? What are your key priorities to grow your business and leadership? Are you putting them first every day? I'd be delighted to hear from you about your successes and also about your stumbling blocks. I would like to hear from you either email. It's Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. I'll say it again. It's Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, smartmovescoach.com. I will also send you a Get the Edge ebook with 101 success tips and how to grow your business. Or you can go to smartmovescoach.com and click on success tips. Right now, I'd like to tell you about the guest for next week. 
It is Jim Frieson. His topic is talent management, how it can be a real competitive edge. Whether you're about to make your first, 15th, or 500th hire, attracting and selecting the right people will always be a top issue throughout your company's growth. Many businesses say people are our most valuable asset. If that's true, then every person in your company should help you grow and prosper. How well are you tapping their value? How well are you bringing the best out of your people? Uh, Jeff, a corporate and entrepreneurial executive with over 30 years of combined experience, focuses on results in sales, IT, and HR. And he will show you how to use the talent management functions such as recruiting, performance management, and retention to get the business edge. This is great for business owners, uh, HR professionals, HR managers, VPs, um, to really say, how do I utilize our people? Uh, how do we get the best from our people? Um, I want to thank you for listening. Tune in next week. 11 a.m. Pacific for the Business Edge with Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their companies, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. One final Smart Moves thought. That is, if you keep doing what you're always doing, you'll get what you've always gotten. Start doing something different this week to keep moving forward. Make smart moves. This is Marcia Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. Until next week, have a great week. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidle. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.